Uh, welcome to English Through History. Uh, if you enjoy the content, please subscribe. It helps us to create more content, and it also shows us that we're moving uh, in the right direction. Uh, in today's episode, we'll pick up where we left off with the second part of the War of the Roses, uh, a quick summary of events uh, leading to today's episode. Uh, Richard of York had defeated Henry VI for the second time, and along with the Earl of Warwick, had basically become the power in the nation and verified this with the Act of Accord, which gave him powers of Lord Protector, but it also gave his heir, Edward, the right of succession once Henry VI died. Uh, this was fairly shocking to the nobles and disinherited Henry's own son in favour of Richard's. King Henry's wife, Margaret, had escaped the battle and was rallying support against Richard uh, from the nobles who stood against the York power. Uh, she took with her her son, uh, the one who'd been displaced. This boy, also called Edward, uh, became a focal figure as a rallying point. So we take up this story a few months later with Richard basically ruling the country with a tenuous grasp. Uh, King Henry is under his control and the displaced heir and the mother preparing to fight against Richard. Uh, she'd gained support from Scottish and Welsh nobles and had done well in garnering support for her son. Uh, skirmishes once again took place around England and it was in one of these that disaster befell the York cause. In a little-known battle near Wakefield, the York army and the Lancaster army clashed. Uh, Richard of York had actually fought with the Lancaster forces earlier and had been defeated and had then retreated to Sandal Castle. Facing a sizable Lancaster force, he'd sent for aid from his son, who had a separate army close by. But before the aid arrived, he left the safety of his castle and was attacked and killed. The reasons for his unusual behaviour in leaving the relative safety is unknown, although some of the theories range from deception from the Lancaster forces to poor decision-making from York himself. But whatever the reason, uh, his death proved a terrible loss to the York cause. Following the death of his father, his son Edward became the new Duke of York and he brought his forces to finally confront the forces of Margaret of Anjou and her teenage son in 1461 near the village of Towton. The Yorkist army was led by Edward, Duke of York himself, and his army was outnumbered by the Lancastrian army, which was led, led by Henry Beaufort, Duke of Somerset. The Yorkists were able to use the weather to their advantage as a heavy snowstorm blew in during the night before the battle, and this obscured their movements and was making it difficult for the Lancastrians to see or hear them. The battle began early in the morning, and the two sides clashed with great ferocity. The Lancastrian army had the advantage of the high ground, but the Yorkists were able to overcome this by launching, launching a surprise attack on their right flank. The two sides fought fiercely for hours, with neither side really gaining a clear advantage. And then, at one point after hours of fighting, the exhausted Lancaster army broke and the Yorkists overran them. The battle was brutal and a bloody affair, with estimates of the number of casualties ranging from 9,000 to 28,000. The ground was said to have been so soaked with blood that it had turned red, and it was claimed that the nearby river flowed with blood for three days afterwards. 
The battle was a decisive victory for the Yorkists, and it paved the way for Edward to become King of England. It also marked a turning point in the War of the Roses, as the Yorkists were able to consolidate their power and establish a period of relative stability and prosperity in England. Following the death of his father earlier and the contention of the Act of Accord, Edward decided to act decisively. He proclaimed himself king, and with the Lancaster nobility almost wiped out, uh, he began to deal with the remaining Lancaster nobles, declaring them outlaws and confiscating lands. He also declared that they couldn't pass on their titles or names, effectively ending future uprisings through hereditary claimants. If these nobles who were affected swore allegiance to him, he offered to pardon them in return for loyalty. In this way, he gained some support throughout the country, even in previous Lancaster strongholds. King Henry VI, his wife Margaret, and their son fled to Scotland, where they remained in exile. Powerless and without influence, uh, King Henry VI remained in Scotland for the next five years until he was eventually caught and imprisoned in the Tower of London. Margaret herself eventually travelled back to France. The Earl of Warwick, who did not participate in the Battle of Toton due to injury, nonetheless was given tracts of land and power, enhancing his reputation and wealth. He was given control of the north of England. With the question of rulership established, the country settled down. King Henry Edward IV was an energetic ruler and headstrong. He cultivated a relationship with the Duchy of Burgundy, favouring them over a relationship with France. However, the Earl of Warwick had suggested an alliance with France to establish a more secure relationship with the French king. He even offered to mediate with the French king for a suitable marriage for Edward with a French princess. However, in 1464, Edward decided to marry Elizabeth Woodsville, a widow of a Lancastrian noble. Uh, the reasons for this are unknown, uh, but it caused an enormous rift between the Earl of Warwick, who felt undermined and humiliated by Edward IV. Such was the animosity that the Earl of Warwick felt he had to remove Edward from power and he entered an alliance with Margaret of Anjou, marrying his daughter to her son. In 1470, with her cousin, the King of France's support, the three of them managed to raise a force enough to overthrow Edward and install the increasingly frail Henry VI back on the English throne. Edward IV managed to escape and he fled to his allies in Burgundy. And so, incredibly, uh, Henry VI once more sat in power with the seemingly destroyed Lancaster family again in control, thanks to the kingmaker in the Earl of Warwick, who switched to the Lancaster side proved decisive for both Henry VI and Edward IV. However, Edward IV was not to be beaten that easily. In 1471, Using funding from his new Burgundy allies, he sailed back to England and he joined with a small force of English nobles still loyal to him and he made three decisive attacks. Firstly, he marched into London and he imprisoned Henry VI, locking him once again in the Tower of London. He was largely unopposed in this march, which shows the lack of belief of the rulership of Henry VI. 
This time, Henry VI remained imprisoned until he was killed a little later, presumably under the orders of Edward, although the records remain unclear on that point. Secondly, he attacked the Earl of Warwick in April. The battle was fought near the town of Barnet, just outside London. The Yorkist army, led by, led by Edward IV, was outnumbered by Warwick's forces, but Edward's army managed to surprise the Lancastrians by attacking during a heavy fog, which caused confusion and disorientation. In this confusion, Warwick was killed. The Lancastrian forces were subsequently defeated, and Edward IV emerged victorious. The removal of Warwick was a huge gain, as he had been one of the main influences of the war, and without him, support fell away from any Lancaster claim. Thirdly, in May of that same year, he met in battle with Margaret of Anjou, her son and heir, Prince Edward, who by now was a grown man, and with support from the French king. The Lancastrian forces were led by Prince Edward, son of uh, Henry VI, and his commanders, including the Duke of Somerset and the Earl of Devon. The Yorkist forces were led by King Edward IV and his brother, Richard, Duke of Gloucester. The battle took place near the town of Tewkesbury in Gloucestershire, and it began with a clash between the two sides' vanguard forces. The Lancastrian army was eventually surrounded and Prince Edward was killed in the fighting. Somerset and Devon were also king, killed along with many other Lancastrian nobles. Margaret was captured and later ransomed to France, where she lived out her days as a relative of the King of France, but with no power, no money or influence. At this point, we'll conclude our second episode in the War of the Roses. Uh, the final episode will examine what happened to the reign of Edward IV, his brother, and the finale to this war that spanned three decades. We, lead, we leave Edward IV with an unchallenged rule of England, his enemies defeated. Warwick the Kingmaker had finally been beaten, and lying dead was his direct rivals, Henry VI and his son, Prince Edward. His nemesis and true power behind the Lancaster line, Margaret of Anjou, is in France disgraced and broken by the death of her only son. <laughs>